welcome to the Cell Culture Dish podcast, Smart Cell Culture Monitoring, transforming the way we look at cells and culture. I'm Brandi Sargent, editor of the Cell Culture Dish. Joining me today is Philip Mathis, founder and CEO of Avizio. Prior to co-founding Avizio in 2010, Mr. Mathis obtained an engineering degree in electronics and telecommunications and started his career in the high-tech sector where he held management positions for large companies in several European countries, developing strong business and commercial skills, completed by an MBA from ESCP Paris. Good morning. I'm really interested in learning about the Eyeline F. Uh, What were some of the challenges with cell culture monitoring that prompted you to develop the Eyeline F? Okay, so before we founded the the company, we were looking at many different applications in which the technology that was invented at the Université Libre de Bruxelles could be used. And some of the applications were, for example, monitoring of bacterial presence in water and so on. But when we put everything together, we came to the conclusion that the majority of the benefits of label-free technologies were uh, very obvious and very uh, convincing for customers in the bioprocess industry. So in very early on, when we launched the company, we started a partnership with uh, GSK over here in, in Belgium. And their demand was to use the technology and to develop a platform that would allow them to monitor online cell growth inside of their bioreactors. And their real goal was to avoid sampling and to to determine cell viability and and cell density and also to characterize those cells while they are growing in their natural uh, environment. And they wanted to use this technology in R&D, in process development and in manufacturing. And one of the main drivers uh, for them was that when these analyzers could be done inside of the or in line in the uh, bioreactor, then there would no be no weekend work required. There would be no time wasted by uh, for doing sampling and analyzing uh, stuff. And that's really the reason why we developed the Island F. And that is now a, a very powerful tool that can be used to monitor cell viability and cell density in a bioreactor and also to characterize the cells based on something that we have called the holographic fingerprint. And that allows us to identify cells, to know uh, how many cells there are and to distinguish between different cell types and to even go beyond uh, counting and, uh, and viability. One of the biggest benefits of using this technology in this industry, in the bioprocess industry, is the reproducibility of the tests between uh, instruments and between uh, bioreactors. That's great. Can you describe the implementation of the Eyeline app and then how it would work to continuously monitor the cell culture? The Eyeline F is a holographic microscope that takes uh, holographic images or 3D images of uh, cells and then computes a holographic fingerprint of these cells. And based on those fingerprints, it can identify a cell, it can count the cell, determine the viability of the cell, measure confluence, uh, measure uh, in the future, for example, if a cell contains a virus or, or something like that. And the implementation is made of a microscope and then of a disposable probe that is inserted inside the the microscope, uh, inside of the bioreactor in a standard slot. And once the whole system is uh, assembled, then with a reusable pump, 
we pump cells out of the bioreactor. They run through a flow cell uh, inside of the microscope, and then it's a closed loop system. Then the cells are um, going back inside of the bioreactor. And that allows us, when the cells travel through the microscope, that allows us to characterize those cells and to count them. And the whole system is uh, sterile and autoclavable and can be, uh, is working with a reusable uh, pump. And in fact, once the, the cells are imaged or once a hologram is taken of a cell, then uh, in fact, we compute this holographic fingerprint for identification and uh, analysis. And we have also have developed uh, a patented method to determine whether a cell is alive or uh, dead. And that method is much closer to the, I would say, the real life cycle uh, of a cell. So basically, we look at morphological changes in 3D of the cell. So we see small holes appearing in the cell membrane. So typically something that occurs when the cell is dying. And then you can see that uh, the, the, the shape of the, the 3D shape of the cells changes. And we use something that you could compare to the creation of a light cone. So light will travel through the cell and then form a, an out of focus light cone. Like if you would point uh, a magnifying glass to the wall and have the sun in your back at a, at a certain distance, you will see that it makes a very a tiny point on the wall. And in fact, we do exactly the same with uh, a cell. So based on the principle that a healthy cell is, when it's in suspension, is spherical and it will behave as a lens and create this light cone and a dead cell. So that, that has lost uh, its uh, cytoplasm will diffuse light and create uh, uh, diffusion. Uh, so it will create, uh, it won't create a spot, but it will create a, a blurred image uh, of uh, of itself out of focus and so that combined with the characteristics and the fingerprints and the, that we acquire so typically we, we compute 59 different uh, parameters of a cell so based on that we can determine where the cell is in its life cycle if it's dead or alive and of course we can count them. I first heard you speak and I loved your comparison of the Iline F's cell identification to Shazam's ability to identify a song. Could you share that analogy with our listeners? I think it really crystallized the way that the technology works for me, um, if you wouldn't mind sharing that. Yeah, so Shazam, um, that is, I guess most of the people that are listening know what that program does, but basically it takes a fingerprint of a snippet of music, a small part of music, and then based on that, it will compute a fingerprint for the music and then compare that fingerprint with fingerprints that are stored in a central database. And that allows Shazam to identify the music you are listening to. And so what we have done based on what we have called this holographic fingerprint is, is the same for a cell. So each cell has its unique set of features. And based on this unique set of features, we compute uh, this, this fingerprint and that allows us to identify a cell. So we could, for example, if it would be blood cells, we could discriminate different subtypes of uh, blood cell. But we can also identify uh, if a cell is dead or if a cell is uh, is is alive, 
to be honest, uh, with these 59 parameters, we will be able to do things which we have not imagined uh, today. So we think we will be able to determine uh, whether a cell contains a virus. So in, in manufacturing of uh, viral-based uh, vaccines, for example, uh, the, the system will be capable of indicating the percentage of infected cells versus the percentage of non-infected cells. And it can also also be used to optimize harvest harvest times and and so on. One of the subjects I wanted to ask you about is quality by design and process analytical technologies. They're becoming increasingly important in biomanufacturing, and we're seeing more and more the benefits of implementing those initiatives. How does the Iline F enable Pat? So from the beginning, we designed the uh, Island F to, to cope with the PAT or PAT recommendation of the FDA, meaning that it can be integrated in a manufacturing process or a process development lab, and uh, it can inter be interfaced with the control systems. So the idea is to be able to embed quality inside of the, yeah, the, the whole manufacturing pipeline. So, and when something abnormal occurs, for example, there are too many dead cells, then the system will automatically send an alert to the manufacturing control systems. And it will, at the same time, in a continuous way, indicate the cell viability, cell density, and other morphological cell parameters. It will give that information to the, the manufacturing environment. And so, in fact, create a feedback loop. And that feedback loop allows the, the users to ensure uh, the quality of the manufacturing in a continuous way. So in fact, there is a continuous control and visual inspection of what is going on within the manufacturing system. And I think that is fully in line with the recommendation and with the uh, expectations of uh, the different users and customers. I agree. It, it's really important to have that feedback. What are some of the other benefits of the continuous cell culture monitoring? So I think the main benefit is that you can look at your cells while they are growing, that you have the information on your cell health and, and cell viability in a continuous way without sampling. So you don't waste time in taking a sample, diluting the sample when you go above 8 or 10 million cells per, per milliliter. And then you do not need to stain the cells to be able to, to count them. That allows our customers, for example, to reduce the number of people that have to go to the lab in the weekends to do uh, routine sampling. And uh, it also optimizes the, the throughput of the system because these uh, holographic parameters, they allow us to detect, for example, uh, cell death about 24 hours before that's done in traditional systems, which allows our customers to optimize their harvest time and to increase the yield of their uh, cell culture. And I'm imagining that when you're talking to scientists about this, there's quite a bit of interest in utilizing this type of monitoring. What are some of the most common questions that they have for you about the system? Uh, what they really are looking for today is to be able, especially when they are de developing a new process for, uh, let's say, a, a, a new product that they want to manufacture, is they want to be sure that in all the steps of scale up that the cells behave in exactly the same way. 
And so uh, they really ask us if our system is capable to ensure that when they scale up uh, manufacturing. So and that is something that the system can do. So it will uh, always uh, interpret data in the same way. The data is completely uh, it's it's analyzed by a system. So it's it's not interpreted by a, an operator. So it's a completely autonomous uh, system. And they want to go beyond what we are currently doing. They want to go beyond total cell density and viable cell density. And they want to, to look at things like uh, viral content uh, of a cell, pre-apoptotic signs, so that they would be able to intervene when, when pre-apoptotic cell signs are, are shown. They want to see if the system is capable of looking at a membrane activity and so on. But the most important parameter is the reproducibility of the tests from one environment to another. It's always the same uh, system. It's always the same analyzer. And it doesn't depend on, on gating or, or parameter setting of the, uh, of the operator. It's really a system that can decide by itself and that will always give the same results. And we've done some, some tests at some customers of having several instruments connected to uh, the same uh, bioreactor and they give exactly the same results with a very very low percentage of, uh, of 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 deviation between the instruments yes i love that you get a microscopic peak of the cells without disrupting them it's a really innovative technology to me i'm curious what is the most common feedback you get from customers who've implemented this monitoring platform so it's 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 really funny but some of the, our customers say that our system allows them to see whether their cells are happy or not. Yes. <laughs> I think that's really a compliment because uh, they say that other systems, offline systems, they, they cannot do that because the cells have been manipulated when they are diluted or when a dye enters the cell, they aren't the same anymore. And, and people can just look at their cells and see if they are behaving the way they, sh they should behave. And I think that's really the, the, the nicest compliment we've had so far. I agree. It's, it's interesting. Like I said, it's neat to be able to get a peek and uh, see what's going on really with the cells because um, you're not able you typically to be able to see into the bioreactor to see what's happening, to really get a look at those cells and what they're doing in culture. As you mentioned, you have to, you know, harvest a sample and um, that affects, obviously, the cells. So it, I think it is, a, a, I'm not surprised that's the feedback. And I, I think that is a really neat way to describe the benefits of being able to see if your cells are happy. Lastly, I just wanted to ask, do you have anything else you would like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Yeah, I, I think in general, the, the the system we've discussed is really focused on, uh, for the time being, on measuring cell density and cell viability. But we are really working very hard to expand that to the wishes of the user. So do we want to do additional measurements like the, the presence uh, of virus and the progression of a viral infection in, in cell? Other morphological changes that can allow us to indicate where the cell is in its cell cycle then detect pre-apoptotic signs. So I think I've already discussed that. And furthermore, we are developing a web interface. So for example, if you are responsible for some bioreactors in your lab and during the weekend something strange is happening, you, would, you will be alerted on your mobile phone if the security settings of your system allow that, of course. 
and then remotely you will be able to look at your cells and and take some actions uh, remotely so that is also some of the features that that we are implementing and we also have a, a a holographic camera that can be added to any existing microscope and then you can do all these fancy analyzers for smaller recipients for example in 96 well plates and you can also do it for adherent cells so we also have a set of products that is focused on manufacturing of adherent cells where we can look, for example, in cell factories through different layer, layers and measure confluence of the, of the cells, which today is also something that is very uh, uh, subjective, which is done uh, by an operator and which can be done by an automated system. And the same platform can be used to look at cells when they grow in, in roller bottles or later on uh, in flasks. So our goal is really to be on the forefront of these label-free technology developments and to listen to our users and customers and to make a system that really fits their needs and to solve the problems they have in their day-to-day -day work. Well, thank you so much. That wraps up my questions. Thanks for being with us today. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To learn more about this and other stem cell and biomanufacturing related topics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com or for downstream biomanufacturing topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com. <laughs>